Hello there. Before we get on to our regularly scheduled always very always program, I just wanted to, to just talk about a couple of things. Obviously, this one is a little bit shorter. It's just a little over 40 minutes. Uh, we had a hard time. Me and Dennis had a hard time meeting this week uh, for an extended period of time, and we were only able to get uh, like an hour and a half recording done. You know, he has school and work. I have work and school. So, you know, some weeks, not most of the times, but some weeks you might just get a, a 40 to 45 minute episode. We're still giving you content and maybe going forward, I could do a little solo extra towards the end to buff it out uh, if you all really get mad at this. But uh, uh, before we go, though, besides that, we uploaded our first Patreon episode uh, this past Monday. It is also 40 minutes. It's like the, the the first half, I guess, of this recording session. And it's pretty funny. We got some good bits, uh, you know, uh, comparing how it is to murder black people versus mur- trying to murder white people. Uh, talking about real New Orleans shit. We're talking about feedback. All this sort of stuff. It's a, it's a fun time. You'll enjoy it. To get the bonus episode every week that comes out Monday morning, you just go to patreon.com forward slash always, very always. There will be a new episode, usually around an hour. This week is an exception because we're just, uh, we just had a scheduling difficulty this week. Uh, so, yeah, if there's, but also there's a, a tier two rewards as well. Every Wednesday, I'll be uploading a, a 10 to 15 minute uh, news update, comedic news update called Carahoga Weekly News. If you like the basically like the first bit on the first episode of that Carahoga Weekly News, you cannot get that every week. And I'll be writing a shit out of that. It should be really, very funny. Um, and also in that tier two, you're also getting an ancillary bit on Friday, which can range from anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Uh, either like audio compilations of stuff we recorded before we ever thought of recording doing this as a podcast a lot of bits from there uh either random videos comedic videos that i never uploaded that you could see for the first time and just after a while after i'm finished all that stuff like getting rid of like old comedy material that i never uh, uploaded uh we'll be also doing a different series a, a series of series goddamn i'm having a hard time talking when it's just myself um but anyways there'll be all sorts of stuff uh, on that Friday slot, it's like a rotating uh, bit slot, and for tier two was ten dollars a month. So basically, if you pay tier two, you're paying ten dollars to get three extra pieces of content a week, extra episode of the podcast, Carahoga Weekly News, and a Friday bit as well. That's patreon.com forward slash always very always five dollars or ten dollars. Pick your path. But uh, yeah, we're trying to build this thing out, not only improve the quality, but improve our offerings as well. Uh, I'm really like trying to work hard and like build this into something that's like really like a a great show. And uh, you helping out will be the first step in that. Uh, So anyways, uh, sorry for taking up uh, like almost fucking four minutes of the fucking podcast. But uh, again, I just want to say thank you for listening and following us. And we got big things coming and just you don't have to be a patron a patron to be a good fan and someone that we appreciate so anyways thank you for listening and here is episode four always very always podcast
It's a rare condition. It's called AIDS. When Maggie Johnson got it, we all thought he was gay. If there is a cure, it'd be from God's design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic cure inside those deep state walls. Cause all I see are medical fees. My whole family's victim to HIV. We relive horrible times, but make hilarious memories. We're consciously monetizing our traumas and our friendship. We also talk about smart guy stuff sometimes. We know the show's got a stupid name. Welcome to Always Very Always. Dude, but, but speaking back on uh, how black people are always ready, Mr. Squeeze, it was actually a reference to him squeezing on the trigger. Right? Yeah. I was at the barber recently. I did just get a haircut. Thank you, Mark, for not noticing and telling me I look nice with my haircut. I really appreciate that. Um, you got a little this going on, a little, a little fade. Uh, yeah. a little, it's too know. late for that. I mean, I it's do. too late. But anyway, Mr. Okay. Squeeze was the security guard like around the parts where the barbershop was. And he's like retired now, but he was talking about how he keeps his 357 in his trunk just in case, you know. And we were having like a, a philosophy, you know how it is in the barbershop, bro. We're having a philosophical debate on the morality of carrying a toolie, knowing that your whole intent is to put somebody away if they cross you, you know. Hmm. And then they start talking about the man on the cross and what he would think about Mr. Squeeze, you know, letting a few loose, giving a good squeeze, squeeze and hitting him in the chest. And, you know, the person our did, he's like, yeah, I got to let go of that. I, I'm, I, I'm sure God got me, you know, at this point. And, it, like, it, it's not Christian. It's not Christ-like for me to blow somebody away with my 357. That is really cool. Like, they're really particular about how cool the gun are, the gun is, and, like, the different types of guns that they've had and owned. And everyone's just sharing their piece. And I'm like, dang, I, like, you're right, Mark. Like, everybody in the shop except me had owned a gun and was, like, talking about their favorite gun. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, the one of the guys at barbershop chimes in was like, "Yeah, I uh, I had me a little snub nose. Only only holds five shots, but that's it's no it's nothing to go to war with. But it'll put somebody down if you need to. You know yeah. what I mean? Keep a little snub nose on the hip, you know, or like pull it out your purse if you need to. Bust it out the fanny pack. In, pop 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 pop. In my opinion, any more than a six shooter, you're you're doing that's thuggish behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. Why can't we just have duels like we used to in the good old days? I'm not saying, I mean, that. yes, of course, yes. But I'm just saying that anything more than that, to defend yourself, is excessive. All you need is six shots. Hmm. Yeah. Unless you got, like, a hit out on your head or something, then, you know, <laughs> you're already in that life. But I mean, to tell you the truth, if you shoot anybody one time, not anybody, but, like, 90% of people, you shoot them one time in the chest, they're just going to die. You know what I'm saying? Well, even if they, even if you're not, like you, you shoot someone once in the shoulder, once in the leg, they're going to stop doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So they have a more urgent matter to attend to. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, you were about to say something. I, I, I forgot you about to say something. Wait, did you pitch it in this conversation? Yeah, I brought up Mr. Squeeze. No, no, no. In the, in the barbershop. 
Oh, I I was just listening, laughing, getting my hair cut by somebody that's having a, a conversation, but somehow still getting the fade crispy. How do they do it, by the way? That's magic to me. Am, ambidextrous, because you know, you, you know it's all barbers use their right hand, left hand. Yeah. So ambidextrous, multitasking, talking, like unlocking the door, dapping people up while, like, while they're slicing you up with the clippers, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to uh and I, I've only confessed this once right now here on the wax. All right. When they lean you back, bro, and they tilt your neck up and you're looking at the ceiling mm-hmm. so that they can get a nice angle on the beard as they, as they go with the clippers right at your throat. Every time, Mark, I remember I could die today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's literally holding me by my neck with some clippers over my throat. And I'm just, I think about it every time. like, man. This don't tickle in a good way on the neck. You yeah, know that's I mean? how fucking Vinny the Chin died back in 43. <laughs> I think it's watching that scene from Goodfellas, bro, also ruined it for me. Yeah. Where they literally just like slit his throat with a straight razor and then like hold his neck to, to stop all the blood from spilling onto the, the, the chair. Yeah. Like put, pick, pick him up, throw him on the street and put the next guy in the chair, go back to cutting like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a reputable place. Oh man, it's it's like I brought the scene when you uh like talked about that before. I brought the scene from Eastern Promises, where the guy is at the barber shop and he 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 holds the guy down trying to slit his throat, but he doesn't have the second guy to hold him down. So his his son happens to walk in with his friend. And oh. he gets his son. Hey, just come hold this guy down so I can slit his throat right quick. So the son is like, <laughs> "What was going on?" He holds him down and just like slits his throat, and it's just like. What? <laughs> you gonna do that to your son? He's not even in the mafia. He's not gonna be in the mafia. Yet? I don't know. He he didn't have that vibe to him. Oh, okay. But also, he was also not a character in the movie at all. And there's no Eastern Promises too. That kid just <laughs> caught a body for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. Just in a and just in a London barber shop, just slitting the guy's throat on Main Street. But you gotta love it. It's absurd, dude. Um, very very good movie though. Not what I expected. Eastern Promises? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like cool cool mafia fights and stuff, mm. but it was about like a woman falling in love with one of the mafia like lower level henchmen, and that lower level henchman was like a secret KGB agent, but also at the same time it's not like 1995 and the KGB doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's like I don't really, I mean, it's, I like the movie but I just didn't understand what they're trying to say. Like the last scene was supposed to be a twist. He takes off, the, he takes off his shirt and he has like all these other tattoos that are not from the Russian mafia, and like this is supposed to be some sort of twist. I don't know. Anyone's listening to me, listening to me, and has watched that movie from a plot, y'all, you didn't get the fucking point. And I didn't. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'd like to hear it, man. I'd um, like to hear it. But you, probably, I'm wrong, and I'm proud. Like it's not, it's not said enough, you know. It's a. Uh, but you would enjoy. There's a, a really badass fight scene where uh, actor Vigo Mort- Mortensen uh, just. Butt ass naked and like fighting two fighting two guys with knives in a bathhouse. I'm like, yeah, damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What, what we got here? We got uh, phobia talk. Uh, fuck. What, what, what was gonna go with this? I had a question, I guess, about phobias. Was right. that uh? You were telling me other day, like a while back, that mm-hmm. phobias are like. You have that fear of death by the mere like mention of the thing, mm. like it's a lot. It's a lot more serious than what people make it out to be. Yes, a phobia is very separate from a fear. It's like literally a disorder. It's, it falls under the category of a panic disorder. Mm-hmm. 
So they literally have a, you know, the physical anxiety response. Yeah. To the thought of the thing. So there's no mild version of that. Well, yes, that's a fear. But a phobia is like a diagnosed issue. Okay. It can be anyways. It can be. So I can't have a mild arachnophobia where you mention it and I just feel. I see that's weird because obviously like we're talking about semantics now because anyone can use the word agoraphobia to refer to a fear of spiders. But what it is specifically in a medical sense or in like a, the sense like where it's diagnosed and treated, it is a phobia. It's a panic disorder. You know what I'm okay. I was just curious because see when <laughs> I, it, we could, uh, people like labeling themselves. I like labeling people. Everyone likes labels. Um, You know, black, white, blue, whatever. <laughs> uh, body positive, sex positive, um, all that stuff. But I was thinking there's people out here with mild phobias that need to be they need to be exposed in my opinion and it's a way to talk about it to people to get them to understand because yeah. i think every, everything can happen in varying degrees so my i sister, can imagine there's a person go ahead my sister has in my opinion mild agoraphobia like she's not afraid to death of the thought of going outside but she dreads it she dreads the thought of it she gets anxious like two days before she has to go do something mm-hmm. in the yeah, they would describe this as social anxiety. You know, it is a part of, you know, anxi- it's an anxious disorder. Okay. It would fit the description. You see what I'm saying? For what you're telling me, yeah, it sounds like she has classic social anxiety. I've uh, that, but for women. Ooh, that's called being a modern man. Welcome oh, to the real My world. doctor just said it's called being gay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. Lord. Doc. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a I'm super cool, nice, awesome guy, but not around women. Same here, same here. Big struggles. Oh, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't saying anything. That I'm bad around women. Or you're anything. saying you're afraid of them. Yeah, you think they'll eat you or something. Yeah, I saw teeth. <laughs> I saw that movie. They're gonna eat me right up. Oh my lord! Showing being being a, a sixth grade teacher, showing that to the students in class on like the second to last day of school is like you're. You're not. This is this isn't cool. But I'll watch it. <laughs> so, what is your actual qualm when it comes to women? Then, like, what is it? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to say my doctor called me gay. <laughs> I guess you're not one of us. Uh, Hashtag nervous around girls. I've. I don't even. My only mental issue really is just doing stuff, being in a position that I don't want to be in, and no, there's no way out. So whenever I just feel, I mean, that, but that's anyone though. That's not like a mental disorder. That's just like being in a shitty situation and not seeing a way out. And then like you're constantly reminded by that, and that constant reminder, uh, like affects your ability to cope with the reality of the situation. Yeah. Don't you know? I and that made me think that fucking all these motivational speeches that you see on YouTube, it's like sometimes. And I, not even sometimes for a lot of people and all the times for slightly less people like got no bit. Oh, you got to go soon enough. Like when? Like I got dance class at 630. So when do you have to leave? Four thirty five. It's three twenty eight. <laughs> throwing it out there. I mean, I've got to catch the bus over there. So, you know, it takes like, it's like an hour and a half or whatever. Wait, so when do you have to leave, though? I don't know. I don't know. 
Why are you tilted? Huh? I said, why are you tilted, though? Be- because why are you tapping on your thing? If you, if, like, what time do you have to leave? Like, 5, 4.30, something like that. So why you, it's an hour away, you tap your thing like, hey, wrap up the story. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not telling you to wrap up the story. I was just, just a nonverbal communicative expression. Yeah, that means wrap it up. <laughs> that is sign language for wrap it up. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I wasn't thinking that it would be so urgent to you. <laughs> yeah, I got a latophobia. I get sick to death and I start puking when I feel like I'm about to be late. So you're you're getting me in that mode right now. And if I puke on you, it's going to be your fault. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, since we started at 2.30, it's 3.30 now. Yeah. We could cut the segment, figure out where how we're going to do this next part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's my that's my issue. That's my burden. That's the fucking rock on the hill that Sisyphus must push up. What? What? What's the rock? Editing on the, the podcast. Yeah, though. Anyways, let me get my fucking tangent out so we can go to the next thing. So we go, we can go to some fucking some good ass bits here. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, can let's we, just let's like, pause for effect. Basically, let's take a why. Let's take an intermission. Why you gotta go to the bathroom or something? No, because I would like to tell this story about me doing a presentation on nine eleven being an inside job. I think the fans would really like it, and they would find it funny and cringy. All right, let it rock, Ali. So I remember in senior year English class, we have him supposed to have like fake TED talks. Um, and I was like, man, what does he gotta my my earlier presentation in English class went so well. I did the book review on like the fisherman by Chagozi Obiama or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone loved it. It was like, damn, I don't want to go after them. Mark Mark was a hard act to follow. <laughs> and and uh, as a person who will never do stand up comedy, I will have that uh you know, that, that's that's my Netflix special. That was my Netflix special. And it's like, what's he gonna do? You know, he had his killing him softly. What's gonna be his next thing? So, was who like, was killing him softly? By the way, that was Dave Chappelle's first special. Killing me softly. Got to guessing. Uh, then it was Sticks and Stones. What else? That's like the fifth one. Equanimity. That's like the fourth one. I've seen those three. What's the other one? I forget the name of the the first, the the second one, the third one. But uh, anyways, anywho, I was like, hmm, what am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to TED tackle? Oh, I get it. How the American media lies to us. So I'm like, okay, 9-11 inside job. The top of the, the eye on top of the pyramid on the money. <laughs> the fact they got no black people on the money. While the fact that every, every strip club has like a, a, ma- a Freemason's Lodge right next to it. Open your third eye. Stuff like that. So I remember going, I, re- I prepared this, all my little slides and stuff, a lot a lot of uh, footage and B-roll of planes going in the building and stuff, uh, of uh, the free-for-all speed documents and all this. Uh, I called was this, my- hmm? Was this a senior year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember this. And we was in, we was in the, wasn't in the English class, we were in the computer lab with the lights off, if you remember this, to mm-hmm. put you in the mood. Uh, I just remember, and that's the only thing that's notable about it, is that I asked the class, like, the first thing I say is, like, hey, how many of y'all think 9-11's inside job? And, like, half the class raised their hand. And, like, for years, that whole presentation, because it wasn't funny beyond that, it, like, fucking sucked. And I just felt like, 
I gave myself a fucking low-level trauma for trying to be epic <laughs> and failing. So I just that was like memory of that whole presentation was like burning my head for like four years until very yeah. recently where like I was able to erase. Especially it. sad because I can barely remember this at all. So it must not have been that significant. Of course, why would you remember something that happened four years ago or five years ago or whatever? I remember some things. Yeah, the stuff, the stuff that where you were the main also, character. Stop doxing my age. What you're a twenty-seven year old, seven years, seven year senior. Uh, U- University of Phoenix. <laughs> Man, shout out to online degrees. I mean, like three quarters of my degree has been online because of COVID. Yeah, I wish all of it could have been online for me personally. Um, who's stopping you? You can't take online classes still. I mean, I have to switch co- colleges to do that. Uh, I would like. But you're like an artsy fartsy guy. About how about you? Uh, how about you soliloquize <laughs> about fucking oh, ha- Lord. about Hamilton, your favorite plays and musicals. Oh, you're, you're into that gate stuff. Oh, <laughs> he said the G word. The the limp wristed arts. <laughs> <laughs> theater is a limp wristed art. Come on, bro. I'll have you know that the, the the theater fellas are the most cool of any actor type. That doesn't mean you're not gay. You can't be gay and muscular. That's the rule. Said like a like like a true straight man. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of funny things having to do with gayness and theater, I recently went to a read for the play at the community college I go to, mm-hmm. and it is almost Maine. Okay, okay. I don't know if you're familiar, but it features several vignettes of just like. What would you call it? Little dialogues between two characters. And then there's one in particular with Chad and Randy. Okay. And uh, our boy Chad is a man's man. Our boy Randy is a man's man. But the whole point of the scene is it turns out Randy, Chad's best friend, is actually quite in love with Chad. Chad responds with indignation, but then eventually realizes throughout the scene Chad. The man, man, likes Randy. Thoughts? I don't know, man. (laughs) This type of stuff they be doing, thinking that you're about to be excited to really get into this role. Like, no, I want to be Thor. Where's Thor the musical? (laughs) I want to be Shrek. Yeah. Shrek the musical is a thing, and it's awesome. Yeah. No need need for any of that stuff. That fruity stuff. Mm Mm-mm-mm. People out here. But it's just one vignette. The play actually got like canceled at a school, a high school that tried to perform it because of that. You're like, look, we don't need no homosexuals in our plays at our high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you hear stuff about like, like stuff like that. It's so innocuous too. Like they be, didn't even kiss in the scene. No, 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 no. Because this is stuff that they say all the time. Oh, this this thing got canceled or whatever whatever gets canceled like this all it is is just it's the same stuff with gay people and then you fucking see it and there's like a simulated gay sex scene <laughs> there's, there's a scene where a guy's oh, like cleaning out his dude, ass stop. you just reminded me uh i can't remember the name of this show but you know empire power yeah yeah like the the standard black media nowadays right yeah bro tell me what i was watching like keith was like watching it on tv and, you know, we're just watching. We're just taking some regular, like, gangster hood shit, right? Yeah. And these two gangsters are, like, arguing with each other in the bedroom. Next thing we know, <laughs> he 
came out of nowhere, dude. We were both like, man, what, what the? <laughs> man pulls a condom out of his pocket, puts it on his middle finger, sticks it in the other guy's mouth. <laughs> Yo, this is on TV, too. Then they show, then they show him butt ass naked, bent over, with the other guy behind him, just like. It was so graphic, dude. I was like, this is way, way more graphic than any male or female sexy I've ever seen. And like, it, it was so outrageous in a way. Because it's like, the, the saddest thing about it is that it was very realistic. Because, you know, when you're a real gangster homie and you just got out of jail, you know, what do they do in jail? That's what they do. They kiss and also butt touch men. Went from fubu to fufu real quick. And I, I know, see. right? Oh my god, dude! It was so graphic. I can't even describe it because it's like <laughs> I can't even. Describe, you know what I'm that's the nightmare scenario. You're with someone in your family, just like yeah, we're watching the black media. Just any sex. Scene it was awesome. Like I'm in the kitchen cooking. Keys is like walking around cleaning up the living room or whatever, and it's just like on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next thing we know, we we take a gander at the TV. And we just see one tall, muscular black man right behind another very tall, muscular black man. Just just going after it. And it's like... <laughs> but you know what? And I'm like, bro, all of their friends are here. They would so hear this. That was another thing. The suspension of disbelief didn't work out either on that. Oh, because the other people don't know that they're gay? Yeah. Because they're gangsters. Gangsters can't be gay. So maybe that's what it was, bro. They have a plausible deniability at every turn. Strictly off their gangster. I think that that is gang. That's uh, gangster propaganda rollover from the eighties and nineties. But if you're really on these streets, you're really busting heads, moving weight. You know, some of these people are out here gay, but you still have to respect them because they got guns, they got money, they got they got merchandise. Mm. So you know, yeah. the real gay representation is out here in the business world. We're moving drugs and stuff. Bro, I will say, too, one thing about that that was kind of funny to me mm-hmm. was uh, in a scene right before that, the, like, stereotypical, like, hood white woman in the scene was, like, trying to hit on the black guy. And, like, he was, like, having none of it. Next thing we know, <laughs> he starts clapping big black man cheeks. Good stuff. Quality humor. Hmm. So that's the only episode of Power you watch? This wasn't Power. I don't know what this was called. It was one of those things that's like part of that clique of shows. You know what I mean? They're all the same in a way. Black prestige TV. Yeah. Something I won't be participating in anytime soon. Are there any good black ass shows? I know Atlanta's supposed to be one, but missing with that Donald Glover shit. Why you hate Donald Glover, bro? Uh... Because white people like him. No. I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like his vibe is like, it's too, unique. Too, too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks. No, because I like Earl Sweatshirt. He's my favorite <laughs> rapper. But, uh, no, but he said it and it was actually. He's literally true. on the poster for the podcast. It was very obvious that he meant it when he said it, though. It's not like, <clears throat> how do I put this? It didn't seem like a throwaway phrase. The one time I've heard Earl Sweatshirt say that, which was on Chelm, I believe. Yeah. Whereas, like, Logic, Donald Glover, it's like they're saying that because they have to. Like, Donald Glover knows that he's a rich black kid, so he has to say that. Logic I, knows that he's biracial, so he has to say Like, that is a line you need in your repertoire. Too yeah. rich. Wait, too. What's the. Too white for the black kids, too black for the white. No, too black for the white kids, too white for the blacks. Yeah. There it is. 
Okay. Yeah, behind my eyes is where I'm hiding these icicles at or something. Yeah. That, see, that's just, that, Earl Sweatshirt's a rapper. Those are guys are different. Something else. I'll just, I mean, maybe that's it. But I just like, he has, he very much has his own very unique vibe. And I don't want anything to do with that. Like, if I want to see a black ass black show, we need somebody like 50 Cent oh, to write it. The problem is, oh, ain't Lord. nobody trying to watch Power because <laughs> he, 50 Cent has his own little, like, Whatever he's trying, all his other writers trying to do. I don't know. I just want to see something that's like mainstream that you can be proud of. Like the sort of the inversion of what roots were like 50 years ago, where like all blacks were like rooting for those fucking characters. Well, we had Black Panther, but I'm tis. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got the joke man here. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, dang, you're right. This is real lack. It's all, yeah, it's all like weird shit. Or it's like a different type of like characterization, characterization of uh, yeah. That would put that. Like when I say weird shit, I'm saying stuff that's only it's self-contained. Like the story of Moonlight, self-contained. Mm-hmm. Good movie, all this, but you know it doesn't speak to like a wider. Oh fucking yeah, experience. yeah, we don't, don't we don't have a ubiqu we don't have a show like we don't get a fucking home improvement. Uh, I mean, we did. We got Family Matters, but that was thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, basically, we don't have uh, what do white people watch nowadays? I mean, they also don't have it either. But that's different because you know, how do they not have it? Every show got them in it. But that's what I'm saying. They don't need one thing. That's what I mean to encapsulate uh, their whole fucking spirit. So basically, you just want a monolithic black show for just go five seasons, and then we can go back to what we have now. We just need to have like this one cultural touchdown to touchstone to speak to a generation of blacks. What about blackish, bro? You seen blackish? Ish. It's in the fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally why I won't watch it. If it was literally just called Black, I think that would be kind of hard. I mean, I watched it when when it first came on, like the first season. But you know, it's whatever. It's just, it's just a sitcom. Just a sitcom. Dang, top ten things you don't want to hear said about a show you're on. Just a sitcom. Not. I guess we need like uh not on the fucking like the other shitty uh Tim Allen sitcom, but like Last Man Standing. It's more on the family what's it called? Not uh modern family. It's on that level, but you know, black shit, I guess. Yeah. That's what I was hitting at. We need like another everybody hates Chris or something. No, that doesn't have to be a comedy, I don't think. We have enough of those. <laughs> what do we need specifically? Why don't you make it? It has to because like because what? I'm not a I can't control myself creatively. I'm going to make way too many it's basically like a Donald Glover, like a fifty cent. They're gonna do shit that's like weird. They're gonna have like uh or what they even did with the wire when you just have like I I wouldn't hey, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> you know spoilers. you know Omar, right? No, I don't. Omar was a character that died in the first episode. No, he was There's wasn't. another Omar. Who yeah, I yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I don't need you telling me nothing about <laughs> that, Omar. Okay. I, don't I know see. Snot from the first episode. You remember Snot? Of course not. He doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, let's just say, don't listen to this. I'll say, I'll say it too much. No, <laughs> don't say it. I would make like half the characters on the show Omar because I have no restraint and I like co-characters and funny jokes. You know, I'm not really into that black shit, but at the same time, I need that black shit because blacks really be out here doing stuff. And when I'm portrayed as cool, we're just gangbangers and just niggers of these people who are really doing stuff out here. 
Okay, I'm done. All right. <clears throat> I think the listeners really enjoyed that. I just said Baba Booey for, for 15 seconds. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. But I would think, well, I guess what I'm thinking of is like a, it's like a drama series. That's just like none of this fucking none of that Tyler Perry like black love slash oh, treachery. None Tyler of that Perry. like super gang banging shit. Stuff, by the way, huh? The more specifically, I hate Tyler Perry's movies and such. Like Medea. I'm fine with the Medea ones. I'm not fine with Medea. It's it's like that shit is meant to be like absurd and funny. So you can find it like not funny, but I don't find it like as an insult as like the ones that are meant to be like serious. Like romantic trouble movies. What you talk about the one where the, the rich dark skinned man cheats on his wife? Oh, which one of the five of the movies that that was? <laughs> or are you talking about the one where the light skinned hardworking man saves her? Well, the one last one I watched. Or like, is it the one where the dark skinned girl has a bad attitude and the light skinned girl is really down to earth? Is it that one? I, I can't remember. All I remember this because like all this stuff is like. It's different strata of black, like middle class, quote unquote middle class. There's lower middle class movies. There's the middle ash middle class movies. And there's the upper middle class movies. And the last one I watched, I don't remember the name of it, but I was watching my sister because it was on BET one day, Ooh. like in 2019. Yikes. And this was the upper middle class. Watching black. the deal on BET, bro. They actually got you in your pocket. I don't, I don't under. What? That's like something the person at <laughs> the bus stop would say. <laughs> you out here eating food, man. The big big food got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll give you that. Well, you, you got me there. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to say what you mean by that. <laughs> you be drinking water? <laughs> you know how that gets in the bottle? <laughs> That's uh, basically what I was going for, bro. But uh, we got the, I remember... Like the big plot point was like the 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 two there were two couples going on a vacation like Aspen, real rich people type shit, and they like they get into a fight at Where dinner. Aspen? Isn't that in Colorado? Might be. But yeah, it's like uh, type of place you would go snowboarding. I don't oh, know okay. anything about that. So uh, it's in America though. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but you know, a very expensive vacation, nice log ca- cab on the top of a mountain. Yeah, upper middle class shit. And I just remember just like. Yeah, like the, it was like a dark-skinned man with a light-skinned woman and then the reverse with the other two. And then in both cases, the dark-skinned people were the ones with the bad attitude. <laughs> I might be grossly mischaracterizing this because it was three years ago, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. And uh, yeah, there's no jokes or anything. It was just pure like drama. And at the end of it, like they just like get back to one one group of people gets married and the other group like breaks up and like the... I think light skinned woman, the dark skinned woman, like doesn't get married because she's focused on her career. That's what black black skins do. But the the white skinned people, they are able to just have a loving relationship. And they don't need to chase money. I guess is the moral of the story. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler Perry is a wild guy. I just wish he was like. I just wish his movies were a little bit better, because he could be look. Even though like, ten years from now, everyone's gonna look back like oh. He was big for, he was like very important, iconic guy, but his movies just aren't good enough to really get all the praise that he's going to get 10 years from now. <laughs> I can see it. It's like when, uh, fuck, it's like when you halfway through the 2015 season and you just tell, they're going to give Steph Curry the fucking MVP. It's like, okay, he's averaging 29 minutes per game. 
and averaging 20 points and it's like James Harden is playing like a quarter more and averaging like 10 more points. It's like they both not that good on defense back then. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's fucking wild. They gave it to him the fucking unanimous MVP for that fucking season. But whatever. I mean, bro, that was the best three-point shooting season of all time. They, they went 73-9. and nine. That's fine. What do you mean that's fine? That's, that's not fine. fine. That's, that's the best the, record ever. I understand that. That's cool and all. But that the unanimous MVP it makes it seem that no one was close to him as a player. And that's just simply not no, the case. No, it makes it seem like everybody was in their pockets. I don't know how that works. Like, because they're never, obviously, it's sports media. They're not going to, that's never, it's never going to like leak. Sports media is not going to rat on sports media. So I was just wondering how, like, is it, like, to what extent are people in media conspiring to push a narrative to the point that they're giving people unanimous MVPs by fiat like that? Because <laughs> that was probably the closest two players have been in the MVP race. Ever between those two, James Harden, Steph Curry, James Harden was averaging what like thirty six a season. That season he was averaging only like thirty. Oh, only thirty. The the year he got thirty six, I think that's when he won the MVP, like in twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. But yeah, I just I just felt like so betrayed. I was out here writing articles on my on a Google site that I made about how. I know this is going to happen, but please don't do it. Look at the win shares. Look at the minutes played. And it was like, didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. I'm still, yeah. I think three things I'm still I mad mean, at. Another thing I do remember from huh. this whole debacle is that Steph Curry's percentages, his true shooting percentage, his effective field goal percentage, way higher than James Harden. Just in general. Yeah, 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 of course. Wait, shooting efficiency is not that good. It's comparable. not even close, right? Yeah. And James Harden has always had a reputation. Like, even though Steph Curry does do the same stuff, James Harden has that reputation. Yeah. He has that black skin. Hey, that's one of the three things that made me, like, stop watching basketball in, like, like 14 through 19. It's, like, firing Mark Jackson, the dick riding of Steph Curry, and what was the other thing? There was a third thing. LeBron not getting defensive player of the year when he played for the Heat. I'm not on it. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't. I didn't get mad over that, but it was not. It was third. I can't remember. People hating on LeBron for making ten finals in a row. But that's always going. You know, as soon as he lost the first one, yeah, I was like, damn. When you don't have a perfect record, they don't want to hear it. It's it's fucking wild to me how like to the extent that like. Fans come ruin something for me. Like as a, you think a person like me be able to blot that stuff out, but it's like you. I just want to talk. I want to be social to some extent, and you talk to someone. It's like we're not watching the same thing. But I guess we're not. Some people don't have league pass, <laughs> so they're not seeing these like these a million shitty I mean, magic. People games. not watching a lot of games anyway. It's not even watching the games on TNT. As a casual NBA fan, I can tell you myself, I wasn't watching every game. Like, I wasn't even watching every game that I could watch. Never mind the ones that you had that I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate... It sucks about League Pass. You literally get every game besides the one in your city. Because they want you to watch, like, your local sports thing. That is pretty dumb. But, yeah, but I think everyone would enjoy, even though it is expensive, the condensed games, awesome. And with the, uh, with the NFL Game Pass. Getting through a three and a half hour NFL game in thirty six minutes, you haven't lived until you've done that as a football fan. <laughs> um, 
I haven't done that. We should watch one of those one of these days. We should watch, <clears throat> I say either Tony Romo's last great game, which was like the 49-54 loss against the Peyton Manning Broncos. That's one of my favorite games of football I've ever seen. That or like one of the team, one of the Tim Tebow classics. I don't want to see no Tim Tebow shit. All right, we'll watch the the the, the, the Tony Romo versus Peyton. The, his last great game technically was that playoff game that they got, they got stolen. Des Bryant caught that shit and they called it fucking incomplete pass. It's yeah, bullshit. I remember. Yeah, they should. They they gotta be like uh, like how they write books like a year or so like after a president's out of office and like yeah he did all that stuff he thought he was doing he was really doing and then but for sports they should be like yeah we fucked up that call the the the, the Cowboys should have been in the Super Bowl that year sorry guys he blew it but no they just act like now nah, we stand by we stand by our beautiful referees they never do anything wrong and even if they do anything wrong fuck you wow it's very uh. It's, uh, I don't know, it's bullshit. But you, you ever uh, read about how, like, like everyone really thinks that, you know, the political system is rigged or whatever, rigged or whatever. But the, such a cartoonish amount of cheating happened with the Nixon versus Kennedy one, where, like, they were both just digging up graves and, like, registering that dead person as, like, a, a registered voter and getting that, that dead person to vote for them. <laughs> Like bro, dead voters is like an ongoing issue, isn't it? It has been for a while. I don't think not to the extent that it was like I think that was fifty eight, where like they were swinging like whole states by doing <laughs> that, and uh, it was funny because you think a politician who know the other side is cheating would call them out, but they literally couldn't because they were both going to the same graves in Southern Illinois trying to get those voters. That's so sad. But I don't I don't know to the extent of cheating nowadays, but I don't know. Are you gonna who did you did you vote in twenty twenty? No. Damn. I felt ashamed for voting. <laughs> I, you voted for Hillary? Twenty twenty? I mean Yeah, voted I voted for Hillary in twenty twenty. You voted for Biden? Uh I was forced to because I was I was gonna write in uh Gloria Della Riva, the leader of the uh of the party for socialism and liberation, uh a great leader. Uh, but they didn't let you do write-ins on the machine. So it's like, yeah, they, on the wall leading up to the, like the voting machines, they're like, oh, you, for th- these are presidential candidates, you could vote for Biden, Trump, Kanye, he's part of the birthday party, Gloria Della, whatever, she for PS- PSL, you vote for the Green Party, you vote for the Libertarian Party, you go up there, you literally can't, there's no button to write anybody in. So it's like, great, they stole a vote. Biden stole an election, he stole my vote. <laughs> Oh, Lord. The Russia Facebook bots are going to hear you say that, and they're going to put us all over everyone's page. So good work right there. Biden stole the election. Biden you said, stole you the said election. A bun- that's a lot of word salad right there. Russian Facebook bots and Biden election. <laughs> just, just fucking keywords on a mentally ill YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, dude. Like... That gets a lot of engagement from the Facebook bots. There's way more Ukrainian bots right now than our Russian bots. There was a study. It's like 70 to 30 ratio. Oh, Lord. It's like, you live in America. You're not going to... You think the CIA is going to let foreign propaganda that doesn't serve their interest through? Like, everything you're seeing is like... 
It, yes, it literally made it to Facebook. Come on now. But it's not that you're saying you're seeing a lot more other stuff. Like yeah, they have Russian has Russia has a lot of bots and do like every country's doing like cyber attacks on every other country. But dude, look at TikTok that. right now. How many downloads of that Chinese spyware do they have here in America? That's a very ideological term and I don't like it. This this podcast is official official pro Chinese, pro pro Beijing. <laughs> We support Anti Hong Kong. We support the people and the government. We 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 are against <laughs> the Hong Kong pro Western faction. Most people in Hong Kong support the CPC, and uh, they had a great election this year. Uh, great rigged election. It wasn't rigged. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I will not allow any Chinese anti Chinese slander, especially against a person who doesn't even vote. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I'm using it against everybody. I didn't get my my candidate up, but I'm gonna use it against everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, man, I'm I'm gonna be that guy in the barbershop. It's like, man, I don't know one to vote for, but MLK fall for his shit. So you know, gotta do my thing. Yeah, that annoying actually, guy. Uh, close to time though, because uh, okay, yeah, four thirty. I gotta be on the bus. All right, and uh, I'm gonna go get something to eat. All right. <laughs>